I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? Would you like a sweetie? Arnie, cut. Get out. Get out. Smith. Touch. What a touch. Money Smith. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. A very festive hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the OnlyFans Football Podcast. It's been a very busy, festive weekend of football. A lot of shocks happened. Arsenal lose two on the bounce. Absolutely nuts. Um, blown the title race wide open, although it looks like Liverpool have gone five ahead. But um, yeah, we will be back next week with our regular running of this podcast. But for now, enjoy this Best Bits compilation of our 2023 Best Bits. And we'll be back to you very soon with more. Looking back on it, I, I can't remember where Morocco came. But I remember them being impressive. Um, <laughs> I remember Sorry. them. Yeah, I, I knew exactly what you were thinking. For fuck's sake. I'm going to say that again. The absolute menace. I knew exactly. As soon as I said it, you looked at me. You, went, you literally went like this. Like a, it's how vigorously you said it though. As well. I was like, hey, Morocco came. <laughs> Cut this out. Um, yeah, look back on it now, Carol. I can't really remember where... Morocco finished in the tournament. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be starting this again. For fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, God. Is this, our, is this our fourth clip of the year? How Morocco finished. <laughs> is this our fourth clip of the year? For fuck's sake. Um, We're not even nine years into the year. You'll have to hold on to this clip. Your face when I said came, you literally went... Um, but yeah, looking back on it, I can't remember where. <laughs> it was just a bit sus at all. <laughs> it wasn't sus at all. It was you fucking the dirty <laughs> mind. See, I'm a fan of a cheesecake now myself, Kieran, but I have to say something contrary to you, don't I? Is that how that works? No, but we want, we want to have as much variety <laughs> on the podcast as we can. Um, I would probably say, do you know what? You can't be a nice. Um, do you know, like a cookie in a skillet, a hot skillet, a hot skillet? Is that like a, a cream sort of? Uh, no, you fucking agent. Skillet is the thing you cook the cookie in. Do you know, like the black thing they cook the cookie in? That's a skillet. Wait, you're cooking a cookie? Yeah. Have you never seen these things? Uh, they do them in restaurants, like they cook the cookie. Yeah, they, they they it's a hot it's hot out of the oven. Like they put scoops of ice cream on it. It's lovely. Have you ever heard it? No. Really. 
I've never heard of anyone cooking a cookie, like a, a pre-cooked cookie, cookie. So it's the dough, you dough. All oh, right, the dough. It's the dough in a skillet. Okay. They take it off. The top of it is nice and crunchy, but the inside is nice and gooey and doughy. They put the cream on it. It's lovely, man. Have you never had that? No. I'll bring you. Harry Bab says, what do you think Big Sam orders in a chipper, <laughs> Chinese and Indian? Um, we'll start off with chipper, Kiran. I'd say... He's a smoked cod boy um, <laughs> uh, with a spice burger and a tub of curry sauce. <laughs> that's very, very, uh, very, very specific. That's that's the idea of the question. The chipper, I reckon he's a mushy peas kind of gal. Uh, he probably goes... <laughs> just, just mushy peas. <laughs> I reckon he goes for a few mushy peas, <laughs> a battered sausage and a chip. And that's maybe, all. Maybe a fresh cod as well. Uh, yeah, Throw uh, a fresh that, cod in yeah. the mix. And maybe you'd go for a bit of a kebab as well, along with that. Oh, kebab! And a pizza to wash it down. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Um, Chinese order. Chinese. Oh, I'd say he has two head special curries, <laughs> um, a spice bag, uh, two chips, six chicken balls, uh, nine <laughs> onion rings, um, three three uh, spring rolls, three vegetable spring rolls. I think you're being ridiculous here, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go. With a, I would say he's a chicken chow mein kind of guy. <laughs> Four of them, is it? <laughs> no, just one. Right. I'd say he gets a side of egg fried rice. Yeah. I'd say he gets himself a curry sauce, naturally enough. Um, a sweet and sour sauce. A few. So um, he's a saucy boy. Oh yeah, I I get the vibe that Big Sam likes a sauce. I was talking to a Corinthians fan recently, actually. Right, okay. I don't know what, what context this was in but he was telling me that William went back to Brazil mm. and he was shy for him mm. for what 12 months mm. and then he came back to Fulham and he was great all of a mm. sudden so like he just went to Corinthians was shy mm. people thought his career was over and then went back to London again and he was great I think he has a relationship with Marco Silva maybe yeah I think that's what in it what is. way <laughs> 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 I, I don't know actually to be honest with you, to answer your question I don't know um, I was going to try and link them there by some by some chance but uh, hold on I'm going to try and link them oh up. Jesus Christ um, Marco Silva <laughs> Marco Silva I was going to say he managed the team that Williams played for but he literally has only managed Fulham uh, they might have the same agent or something I don't know um, in what sense fucking hell um, what is it it's not really <laughs> but, um, what does it look like <laughs> it looks very like it. enjoying a point here in Moonies as well I, I actually love Vincent Rapp I actually do yeah, like yeah. I rate him as a, as a host and <laughs> um, <End> podcast <laughs> I was delved into this girl um, Um, you can edit that out. Okay. <laughs> or keep it in. <laughs> uh, Ian, Ian would love that. Um, 
You've joined me down here. In There's the people sleeping today, so <laughs> and you just do that, and I just leave in. <laughs> or no, you cut it out and then throw it in like in a random spot of the Or actually, don't you do cut it out and put it in our best bits episode? <laughs> it's just me sneezing, and then this little monologue after. And people are going to be like, "What fuck are we listening to a man sneezing?" Like that's when people turn off. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Kieran, we're being heated up tonight by some Champions League action. Newcastle taking on uh, PSG in Paris. Um, Newcastle lead 1-0 here at half-time. Darren Maloney on commentary. Uh, we now have it on mute. Dave, we're sat here in John Lennon Airport. On Merseyside in Liverpool. Bit of a tension in the air, isn't there? Fucking hell. Bit of a static energy. Static energy, as Tony Canto once said. Um, the reason being... Um, Seems to be a flight delayed. Flying to Shannon. I don't want to jinx our own flight. Um, our flight is leaving Liverpool Police Guard at 5 to 12. The flight to Shannon, I don't know if that'll ever take off. Against Lewis Diaz's father in the Man City way in. He was in the Palace way in as well. Man, this fella's problem everywhere. Like, how does he get tickets? This, this boy wouldn't know. He, he he, he's, he's not a part of a ballot. How does he get tickets for he, fuck's sake? He gets kidnapped and brought there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. He goes against his will. Uh. That's borderline. Why did you say that? <laughs> it's borderline. <laughs> uh, uh, clip, best bits. <laughs> Other than that, I, I actually I have a story for you. So I was buying um, a razor last week in um, Tesco. Shout out to Manscaped who we were in contact with, with at the start of the season. Um, and they asked us to reach specific goals and targets before they'd sponsor us. So yeah, shout out to them I suppose. And um, here's me buying one of their products. Anyways, I bought the Groin Groomer was what it was called. It's just a razor and that's obviously Manscaped's gimmick. So I bought one for myself and, and for Dave. Dave is here with us today. And um, went up, checked out, paid for it. Went up to the Tesco colleague and was like, here, can you take the plastic box off these? <laughs> and she looked at me in disgust. And I was like, what? Can you not take them off? She's like, yeah, I will. And she was like really disgusted by the fact that I bought two fucking razors. And she was like, I was like, are you okay? And she just went, yeah, there you go. And like kind of shoved them to me. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm putting money in, into this Tesco shop. Like, what, boy? Why are you so angry at me for buying a razor? And um, that was when I found out the name of the razor was the Groin Groomer. So I bought two of them, the Groin Groomer 3.0, for anyone who's looking for specifics. But that You're was an that awful test, Adam. You know, terrorising poor shop really, workers. I'm not really, though. I just, uh, I'm just paying for a product. And um, But, like, what what do you think her problem was with it, specifically? Did I you, don't know. Was she having a bad day? or She could have, it, to be fair. Did it come down to the grind grill or really getting her down? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't want to know either, to be honest. It's like, it's, it's, not, it's not in my... Um, it's not in my kind of interest to know how the test worker was as I was buying a razor. I thought this was a very analytical podcast now. But yeah. <laughs> as you can see, Karen, we are four and a half minutes in, haven't talked about football once. No, I think we need to cut this out as well. This, this needs to yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of loop. <laughs> this loop at the start. Yeah, you can cut all that razor talk out because I don't want to be talking about meatballs, to be honest with you. Um, you I want to be talking about football. <laughs> you can be leaving that for, you can leave that razor chat for the end. Um, 
Um, Ian says best hair in the Premier League ungone to go Fabio Silva he has luscious locks came on last night could not kick snow for out but boy god he looked handsome do you know that's a great show I'm actually going to give it to Darwin Nunes because man I, did you see his hair on Sunday uh, yeah. it came out yeah I, he took a shot I was like who's that taking a yeah, shot yeah. Is Andy hand, Carroll is hand, it handsome <laughs> bounty tail man it's like him and Andy Carroll are like Squidward and handsome Squidward aren't they <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gary Vav says top three wives. Wives. So wives of professional footballers. Rebecca Vardy. Um, Abby Clancy. I'm like, what, what we rank them in terms of what though? In terms of uh, uh, like, right? Be the word. Yeah, I'm not answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> There's two wives for you, Gary. And yeah. um, the last question for me, and thankfully, thanks be to God. <laughs> Why do you think the Americans lost the Vietnamese War? <laughs> off you go Kieran. well <laughs> there's a lot to it right because it's it's, the, it's, not, it's not one thing it's not as it's not as straightforward as oh a US went into Vietnam children went into Vietnam you know they made a mistake going to Vietnam I think they, they <laughs> thought they could do something great in Vietnam like uh, create democracy create a functioning society but they ended up making it worse um, and uh, I think uh, what what was it? What could, what could they do to win it? No, why why did they lose to the Vietnamese War? Well, it's a very nuanced question. <laughs> they didn't really lose it necessarily. They they sort of you know they got they got outdone strategically by the Viet- Vietnamese who were using who were using guerrilla warfare tactics. I was about yeah. to say the Viet Cong. Viet Cong, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I I just think they they it's like on a football pitch when um, I don't know, like Gary Neville said it a few years ago. Um, he was playing against Diego Simeone mm. as Valencia manager uh, Simeone made this one tactical change and made him look like a fill I think that's what the Vietnamese <laughs> did to the did to the Americans they just they just they just out sort of played them in that in that sense well like I think the thing is with the Vietnamese war is there's a broad consensus um, among professional historians that the Vietnam war was effectively unwinnable so, are you reading that from Wikipedia? Are you? No, no. All right. Um, so, essentially, it was a war that was won by another side. I think it's all perspective. Uh, did the Vietnamese win the, the war against the US? Do you think? Well, no. I, as I said, I think it's a very nuanced question. I, I don't think they. I don't think they won it, nor did they lose it. But so it, it, that goes to my point. I think of they, it being unwinnable. Yeah, but I think they did win it. <laughs> they did win it in the sense that they got the US out of their country. They just absolutely skilled them. Like there's clips of them um, leaving. Where where is it again? It's the embassy. They're leaving on the rooftop on the helicopter. Like, if that's not telling you they they won or won the psychological battle at least, then what, what are we thinking? You know. And I think even like the war crimes committed by the US in in the war itself, uh, you know, fairly yeah. sus. But like, leave that there. It's uh, yeah, I think it's a Vietnam W. Wait, so I do think the Vietnamese won. Uh, yeah, but like... Do you think... So, Ian's question is, why did the, the US lose the Vietnamese War? It was, so, are you saying the US lost? Yeah, it was, uh, as I said, uh, uh, Gary Neville versus Diego Simeone tactical they just battle. Got, they just got outclassed. They, yeah, mm. in the guerrilla warfare sense. They weren't mm. prepared for it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, they did. I, I think it reminds me of, right, the, the war itself, as you said, with the Viet Cong and the guerrilla warfare. It was something that the, the US have never faced Really, when you think about it. Yeah. I think they thought they were going to go in and get something from it. 
Do you know, it reminds me of when everything came to Anfield a couple of years ago. Um, December, so 20, December 2019, um, Liverpool were playing Champions League during that week. Or sorry, Liverpool were playing the weekend. The, the game was midweek. And it comes to the game, and I remember being in Anfield at it, and Liverpool like lined out Lalana, fucking Shakiri, Origi. Right. And I say everything I'd prepared all week for Salamane, Firmino, etc. Mm. Liverpool come out and go, bash. Turn it around. Bit of Psychops. Yeah, exactly. Well, bam. Um, Origi and Shakiri in this case, are the Viet Cong. And Liverpool won, like, what, 5 1 or 5 2. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All we know is, uh, who sent him in? It was Kennedy, wasn't it? He got it wrong in the end. He got it wrong in the end. But, um, yeah, interesting historical interesting. debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that was a great question. It was a great question. Yeah. We'll keep the history questions coming. Yeah, we love the name, to be fair, yeah. Um, but that's it for this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ian says, how do you believe the pyramids were built? Hmm. <laughs> See, this is a very philosophical question. I love it these is. questions. Yeah. I love these questions. Like, it's an actual genuine question as well. Um, we, we could be here for days talking about this girl. Um, See, the thing about this, I don't know what material they're made out of. <laughs> I presume it's some sort of rock finish. But, like, <laughs> I, like I, I want to go and visit them. I think that should be in the way there, Adam. We should go and visit the pyramids and sort of break down the phil- philosophical meaning of them. I think that'd be terrible. I'm not going to <laughs> I, think that'd be I don't know how they. Great podcast. Go yeah, to an I, Egyptian I, I, football. No, game. it probably won't be a good podcast, in fairness. <laughs> we'd, we'd probably die. Yeah. <laughs> the, the culture shock. Like. Um, um, have you got a genuine answer for this or I oh, I'm not sure like I don't think man built them I, I have a feeling like <laughs> I almost feel like they were built by robots or something like or AI aliens yeah AI came down and well it wasn't them. AI in any or like they were simulated or something mm. like I don't I don't think it's possible with the with the techn- technological advances at the time I don't think they could have possibly built them themselves mm. So and they're they're just perfect in like their their shape and their form. And so you, th- like, you think aliens then? Oh, I don't know. Like it mm. could have been extremely hard manual labor. Mm. Like they had an emperor, you mm. know, um, or an empress. Mm. I think the Egyptians had like female like leaders mm. at the time. Uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, I think she was the last one, but. <laughs> I, yeah, we're going into a bit of a spoof here, but I, I, it, could, it could genuinely have been very hard manual labour, or it could yeah. have been just well, how sent down by aliens, as you said. Like, there's no one between, is there? No, because there's no documentation. Do you think it was manual labour? I think, it, personally, now... I find it hard to believe it was manual labour. 70% for me, hard manual labour. I'd say they were, they were like, it was almost like they were abused every day to work like okay. that's probably the 70% answer and 30% of me believe aliens. it was robots or aliens or something aliens, right, okay. what about you? Oh uh, yeah I'd be of the same belief really I, 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 I wouldn't know a whole lot about them but structurally like I, I think it'd be impossible for man to how many men is moving these fucking blocks for the pyramid like do you know mm. it's, it's not one of those things where like me and you couldn't do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would need you would need an army of men to move these things, and move them up as well. Like structurally, I I think it's somewhat impossible, yeah. unless it was it was bit by bit. Yeah, but it's crazy what people can do together. It is. Mm. It is. 
<laughs> or with three people dead or alive who are they I think we've answered the question like this before didn't we on the oh, three we answer feet. so many different questions um, like this I'm going to go Maradona Dunphy and WWE Superstar Sheamus Roy Maradona Dunphy well, that's that's a hell of a session <laughs> cocaine galore <laughs> Um <laughs> I think Crazy. getting rid of seven midfielders. I, I know their midfield's bad and all, mm. and it's been bad, but I think getting rid of that extent of midfielders mm. and bringing in two good midfielders, yet to be proven to be world class midfielders. So I think you're in. Your World Cup winner is, is yet to prove his world class. Yeah, well, well, McCall. Oh, no! No! Well, there's a lot of good players in that team. Kieran, right? come on! But like. Uh, McAllister, he's only Fra- at the start. No, you're half me on. I don't believe it. He's only at the start of his career. Oh, he's a world class player, man. Well, he's yet to be proved. He hasn't won anything yet. He's won the World Cup, girl. He hasn't won anything. He's won the he's only, World Cup. He's won the World Cup in a team with Messi in it. Oh, stop that's, it. That, that, stop doesn't, it man. that doesn't mean anything. What about Enzo Fernandez? Enzo, that's the same thing for Enzo. No, you're a liar. You fucking are a liar. No, man. You are a liar. You are a self confessed liar. Said before, Enzo's I'm just a not delusional, Adam. No, oh, Kiran, you definitely are. <laughs> um, you said before, Enzo no, Fernandez is a world class. Yeah, player. but you're, you're attracting from the point in general. No, you, you brought in two, two midfielders that are yet to be proven. To I disagree with you on both counts. And you have not brought in enough to replace those seven. No, that's correct. That's my point in general. That's correct. But the point you're making about <laughs> McAllister and Sabozaloy not being two world-class players is baloney. Well, Sabozaloy Sabozaloy especially. So you're, you're taking back McAllister. Well, McAllister, McAllister is yet to be proven. Baloney. Baloney. That's, that's a terrible He's slightly thing. more proven but he's yet to be proven. That's shocking, man. Come on. You know that's shocking. I himself. know. Adam, he's been very good teams. If he's left to, to run a midfield alone, I'd oh, have my doubts. Good. That's all I'm saying. Alexis McAllister is not a world-class player. You, you've heard that now. You said that, not me. A um, World Cup winner is not world-class. Well, come on. well h- how many people have won big trophies and not, not been world-class players? Like, Adair won the, the, won the Euros for Portugal. Is he world-class? No, like, but that, that's, there is, though. That's McAllister essentially the argument you're making. It's not, though. McAllister is a world-class player. He is. What, ha- what has he done other than won the World Cup? He's won, I think winning a World Cup is enough. Really? Yeah, 100%. 100%. To kind of put this point in a nutshell, I trust Jurgen Klopp in my life. Right. So I trust Jurgen Klopp here. Yeah. Well, you got um, your faces last yeah, season I mean, into Europa League. Come here, it's further than you, isn't it? <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, well, you I don't, don't trust anyone in my life. Play. That's <laughs> the difference. <laughs> Looks like it might have been a free kick. Farrell gets the ball in. Smith, touch, what a touch. Manny Smith! And it's 1 1. Great goal for Charles. And it's great play by Shane Farrell. And yeah, that was his moment, hopefully. Moylan now. There's another moment right here. Jack Moylan. And he puts Goal! it in. And Jack Moylan gets the hat-trick. And Shelburne lead 3-2 here. So we're here now um, in Bergamo Airport. We've received more get it out questions. So um, it's from Alton who uh, says, what is the walk like up to the top of the San Siro? It looks like it's St. James's Park-esque. Um, and it was, Kieran. It was a long walk. Um, we were being defeated heavily by uh, hay fever at the time. And it, you walk up... <laughs> you walk up like a spiral thing, Kieran, isn't it? It's like a, it's a spiral or a staircase. Um, it's about Is it a staircase that doesn't have stairs? Yeah, it's a staircase that doesn't have stairs. So it's not a staircase. It's, it's, more, it's, it's more of a ramp. 
Say again. Is it more of a ramp? I'd say it's more of a ramp than a staircase. It's a spinny ramp. And it spins. Um, but yeah, really, really great. I played Rocky uh, Eye of the Tiger while walking up. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. It was like a proper celebration when we got to the top as well. We were all sweating, sticky, hay fever, battered and bruised. Um, but a hell of a trip, I'd say. But that, that's Get It Out this week, Carol. Sponsored as always, boy. Come on, Gary, you, you should know this. Get it out. <laughs> Get it out. Alberto Moreno, Gary. When he was listening. He was. When Villarreal beat Man United in the Europa League. And that's where we're leaving. Well, we've landed in Lisboa, Portela, Porta. That's a very poor Portuguese accent. But Kiran, we've arrived safe and sound. Obrigado. Obrigado, that's thank you. I don't know why you've said that. Obrigado. Obrigado, that's thank you in the feminine case. I don't know why I'm explaining these things. Um, how was your flight, Kiran? Uh, it was okay. I, uh, I got a bit nervous when the I always get a bit nervous when the pilot starts doing uh, 180. So I don't like that really? over the water. I'm like, oh, what if the plane stalls and he can't go back up? But you know what? It didn't stall. We were here. Um, I had a, a cheeky whiskey on the plane as well. Yeah, yeah. All all your years, Kieran, um learning to be a pilot. That comes into that, isn't it? That's yeah. what makes you nervous. Like playing GTA 5, I know. <laughs> We're going to have to check out. We're walking through a crowded area right now. The food here looks unbelievable. But um, all good, bud. All good. Nah, I'm all good. Um, just been offered cocaine. Um, but yeah. We're back for the last segment of the show. It's probably going to get very awkward now, but <laughs> I don't really mind. I've had a few points. Um... <laughs> What's your name again? Do you want to join in? Alana. Alana, come here. I can ask you questions if you want. How are you getting on? I'm good, how are you? So we, we were in the snug in the palace bar. <laughs> this is the maddest podcast I've ever thought. We were in this, the, the snug in the palace bar yeah. and Alana and yeah. significant other joined in on the... They just joined us. for. Uh, they didn't join in the podcast. They just had a little they, bit and we were invited. They didn't want to be here, I suppose. No, well, I, 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 yeah, I don't blame us. Um, so basically, basically, this this segment of the show is called "Get It Out." So it's innuendo for only fans. That's the joke, you know. So no, I'm just letting you know. So basically, some of the questions we get questions in, and we have not this many questions. Oh my god! We put this up 20 minutes ago. Um, Mark Sweeney says in response to the Ireland game, "Just burn it all to the ground." Uh, thoughts? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Dan? It's not really a question, but yeah. It's more a statement than a question. Well, yeah, like, I guess I agree. Too. Not only burn it down, fucking knock it all down as well. Knock what down, though? Share a cunts. There's no need for it at all. There's <laughs> absolutely no need for this. Lance and Road. You didn't speak this strongly when John Delaney was about killing. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Excuse <laughs> my language. Uh, just burn it down, Dave. Thoughts? I would say definitely burn it down and decrease the point of Guinness uh, from six. Are you talking about the government? Five euro. Yes, oh, okay. the government no, and no, the FAI. They're interlinked. Um, <laughs> it extends. To Is it linked though? 
uh, is, is the poor uh, results from Ireland linked to the, the cost of living crisis in Ireland? Is. I don't think it is. It is. I don't believe I so. Think, I think everything's linked, Adam. Um, if you look far enough. This is what I was saying. Woodsor says, Dave, tell Davey um, Coyles has cheaper and better Guinness. I, I don't know what Coyles is. It's probably out in right, Kulak. Uh, Coyles is in Kulak, as far as I'm aware. I'm I will go out there, um, but when I go there, Woody, I'll be cuddling you after. We have a couple of Guinness. Oh, well. Um, Dara says, is AEW low-key better than WWE? No. Um, no, would be the short answer to that. <laughs> no, 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 no opinion, no opinion. Um, I can't ask that question about. Uh, well, I'll ask, but this will be out of the Do you know what Posh Spice is? Posh Spice? Posh Spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched the David Beckham documentary? No, not yet, but I, um, I know all the drama. Does Posh Spice take it up the arse? Is the question, Gary? <laughs> because there was a whole segment in the Netflix documentary. I, I think that's yeah. a very harsh segment. Oh, lovely, right? Great. Well, okay. Um, right, so we're going to ask the question that Gary, we can't move the podcast. Gary says, top three David Beckham haircuts. I think the skinhead suit him. Yeah. Skinhead. Did you like the skinhead? German has joined us. Did you like the skinhead on David Beckham? No, I actually preferred when he had longer hair. Longer hair than one Why? Why? I think he looks sexier. Oh, well, it's sexy. Fair enough. Okay, Dan. I think skinhead, you know, like hair that doesn't hide his face. And he's a handsome-looking man, so shorter hair the better. Okay, Kieran. What was your favourite? Favourite? Uh, uh, Gary asked for three haircuts. I only know, like, two. I only ask you, lads. I, I don't know all the haircuts <laughs> James Beckham has had. So I'm... <laughs> Sorry, you, you haven't even watched that documentary in the No, it's good. A slick back, number one. Slick back. I, 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 I'm going to go a bit controversial here. The Mohawk. Mohawk. Did he have I'll put this one to Alana Forst. Uh, Steve Bruce or Big Sam for the Ireland <laughs> job? What are the options again? Uh, Steve Bruce or Big Sam? Big Sam. Uh, yeah, Big Sam is on it. <coughs> Big Sam, four, four. We we actually chat. We actually did genuinely chat about this earlier. <laughs> uh, Big Sam, yeah, four four two. Do you know what? I think Big Sam gets more results than Steve Bruce. What do you think? I agree. I think he does actually get. I think Steve Bruce is a a terrible manager, and I think uh, Big Sam actually does get more results. Yeah. I definitely don't want to get bruised, Big Sam. Big Sam. Well, we're all Big Sam here. <laughs> six six to zero, Big Sam. What, what what makes him big, Carol? <laughs> His stature, I suppose. <laughs> His head is actually so fucking big. It's um, Gary says, favourite post-match meal? Post-match meal? Mm. <sighs> what are we getting what after this? That's what we're having now, isn't it? We are having yeah. a Guinness dinner. Yeah, be Guinness dinner and then maybe oh, the packet of Manhattan crisps. Oh, yeah. Banging. Fuck that man, chipper. Chipper, Chipper. What, why are you getting Chipper Carroll? We've yeah, talked about this before. It's time you need for it, Dave. It's time you need for it. You like a big sausage. Man, will you leave it out, man? This will have to be cut out, like. Oh, say. It will. It will. Man, do any Chippers stay out in this late? Uh, yeah, the majority of them do. Yeah, majority of them do. What are you getting in Chipper right now? If I buy ba- Chipper. Batter, sausage, chip, and a fresh cod. Jeez, man, why are you fucking going into the bleeding chair? What are you eating that much for at this hour? 
Why not? Why not? Okay, Dan. More the better. Favorite post match scrum. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to go with a ham and cheese toasty with a bit of spicy sauce. Wow. Spicy sauce? Yeah, you know the ones that you like seeing a. In a oh, boo gym or something like. Oh my god! You yeah, know like the, little, the one with the little like Mexican granny on it. Yeah, yeah. I like put down a ham and cheese toast. Yeah, it's actually it bangs. Like. No, it actually isn't though. I don't mind a bit of vinegar, but like it's not that bad. You're up there with Stephen Kenny with that take. That's that's dreadful. That's dreadful. Um, favorite post match meal. Controversial, garlic chip and cheese. Oh my god! That, that's we may bad. end the podcast that here now. <laughs> um, Dermot yourself. I'm gonna go to the supermax. Oh, Here, oh, nice. very, very cultured. Gaelic games over. The Sunday games. Go back, get the train to Rokadri. Supermax is banging to be fair. I want, I want to have a couple of times there. I thought someone else came in there. Jesus Christ. Pop John's is banging. Have you ever heard of Donald's? My uh, favorite post-match meal is uh, a feed of points. So I gave you that idea, like credit. No, yeah, I know. You can hear this, the microphone. Podcast. Jesus, hold on, hold on. That was spice bag and curry sauce. Like <laughs> um, Gary says, "How much should a pint of Guinness be?" This is this is a five euro point. now less, no Why? more, no Why? less. Man, it should be less than that. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Five euros a pair for bleeding price. That's Why? all I need. Why? 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 Any more? It's a crime against life. Right? Jesus Christ! No, it is. We went into bowls, right? Six sixty for a fucking pint. Disgraceful. Six sixty here, man. But this has a bit of ambience to it, you know what I mean? There's an upstairs, downstairs. It's and literally one little blade and box you get room. Random people into you, like. Yeah, random people. You I, know, was having, bit, I was having a great a bit of character, you know. <laughs> I think five euros is the right price. You don't get any change back there. It's a fiver. Thanks, pal. There you go. That's all you need. Cool. That's me. It's 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 less than four euro any day of the week. Less than, thought, less than four. Yeah, less than four euro. Three how are they charging? How are they charging six sixty? How are they? Hold on, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Lana. All right. How, how are they charging six sixty for water? Barely. What else? And, and, and hops and alcohol. Six 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 euro sixty cents. Chicken roll. Man, chicken roll should be less than that. Uh, no, hold on, that's not the question. Though. You may I think, answer. You may I answer. Think, I'm, 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 I'm off camera. You may answer. Dan, price of Guinness. Hit me. I think in this uh, economic climate, we're looking at five euro. I think in a in a nice in a in a. I I I I, I think I think four fifty. We have a barman here, Dan. Sorry, hold on. A fiver. A fiver. Jesus Christ, he actually fully agrees with you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's not on the microphone, so you're not going to hear. But. Well, I'm going to say 450. I want, I want that 50 cent pack. Yeah, go in, give him a fiver there. I think ideally you're, you're breaking a fiver with, uh, with Guinness, like, you know? Um, Adam, what do you think? I, I would say about. I, I suppose it depends on the quality of the Guinness, really. Like, I, I would pay most fiver for a shy Guinness. Most. Like, we paid 660 here, right? And the Guinness is alright. Like, I've had worse points of Guinness. That's what I'm saying. Really good, but, uh, we're in Tampa Bay. Oh, there you go. Say it again. 
I think 660 is reasonable when you're in Temple Bar. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I think, I, I would say, if I had to pick and choose, I would say 560. Bash. Listen. I think the further into Temple Bar you go, it's, it gets more expensive. The Temple Bar pub thinks this is going to be so hard. This is going to be so hard to edit. Well, I'm, not ed- I'm not editing this. I'm not editing this. <laughs> Fuck this. Um, last question, and we discussed this before we were interrupted. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, and you don't have to partake in this question. Oh. Yeah, but you can if you want to, absolutely. I'll go to you first. Great. Right? So Ian says, um, what is the most important thing that happened in the history of football that shaped the sport? Um, Alana, you wanted to answer this, so you may answer it now. <laughs> Uh, off you go. <laughs> this mom's right here. Yeah. No, the invention of the ball. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. That's it's, an take. it's a valid answer. To that is a valid take. That is a valid. It's take. not really, but it is and it isn't. Uh, Dermot, would you would you have an answer? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, go on, go on, David. Right, my one is the Premier League. Right, go on. Oh, for fuck's no, sake. it is. Is that a moment or a concept? No, it is a moment. When it, it changed from, when you look at it right, Liverpool's reign to United's reign, right? Changed everything, money, how football was played, the way they looked after themselves. Oh, yeah, you're going to bring up Chelsea, aren't you? I'm not going to bring up Chelsea. I'm not going to bring up Chelsea. I'd love to talk about Chelsea, but the Premier League as a whole, that changed football. Changed the way you televise it, the way you look at it, the way you consume it, all that sort of stuff. Money, money, money. There you go. Bert Maradona. I might one, that might be Expand one. more, Dave. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> um, Kieran. Uh, I'm going to go for the Neymar transfer fee. Okay. Uh, uh, to do with money again. Yeah. How much was that? It was 200, was it 200 million? 190, 190 maybe. 190 million pounds, I think. One, so 190 million pounds from Dan Lavin. I remember... I think it was 225. I remember at the time it was revolutionary because okay. no, no amount of money had ever been spent for a player. And now... Now we're seeing over 100 million spent on players as a standard. So I think that was. I hear, give Dave the mic there, that was quite funny. Modric, Enzo, Caicedo, I know three players in Chelsea, they're still shy. Yeah. <coughs> you, you tried to bid 150 million on Caicedo. I know we baited it. Uh, we masturbated you, Carl. No, again. but I think it, it brought the, the, the transfer fees to the next level, to a certain extent. Dan? Uh, I'm going to say the 1978 World Cup that took place in Argentina. Um, I think Did you look this up when we were having a point? No, 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 no. Uh, this is very conspicuous, then. No, because I think this is the kind of first example of sports. I think it's the first really big example of sports washing within football. Yeah, I, I know exactly where this is going. I He's think this wrong, has led, right? and I think these like this event has led... Shut up, girl. This event has led to World Cups being held in Russia and Qatar. Qatar yeah. Motherfucker, prob- man, he took my Qatar answer. And probably uh, Saudi Arabia. Like, I think this is like the 1978 World Cup was like held in Argentina, but they were under the like military junta. I think it's the it's the first big uh, <laughs> it's the first big like example of sports washing since the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. Uh, I didn't expect this to get all political though. Well, no, I think like, this is a massive. This is a massive. But this is a massive. <laughs> uh, but this is a massive uh, point in terms of 
football not just being a, like a sport for like local people it's like it has a massive influence on geopolitical politics and then leading to itself to corruption so i think that's like that's probably that's a huge point in football history well, my my one was going to be i don't know what the date was but whenever qatar was given the world cup that was going to be mine yeah 2010 yeah so in that, bed that, with geopolitics that was going to be mine like, yeah well fair enough um, that was going to be my answer because I feel like that has shaped the world in terms I think of the 1978 World Cup led to that one. Um, that in a very like I don't know like elongated way I suppose it has. But I think for a pure moment, I think when Qatar was given the World Cup, like you look at we're, we're they're the last time at money in football, and I know Dave was looking at the Premier League and Kieran saw at Neymar for for whatever reason. But like <laughs> transfer fees, money money in the game evolved from that moment. Qatar didn't exist when they were given the World Cup. It didn't exist. You know what I mean? So they not only changed the World Cup format, it was in winter. Like, everything it was a great World Cup. It was though. great. Fucking, come here, man. Great World Cup. Don't get me wrong. But everything changed around it. So I, I, for me, Qatar being given the World Cup is one of the biggest moments that shaped the world. And, and you go on forward now from, from years to come now, you have the World Cup in 2030. Which is being content with like being hosted by six countries: yeah. Uruguay, Paraguay, Argentina, Morocco, Spain, Portugal. Like, it's like what the world wide now. It's like being down the country. Anything goes now. Do you know what I mean? So it's. I think football. I think from ten years on from now, it's going to be a completely different game. Like I think life for us is going to be completely different. Hopefully it is. Anyways, um, you wish. <laughs> I do, um, but yeah, I think Qatar being given the World Cup in. Whatever it was, 2010 is the biggest moment for me. I, I remember, I remember looking at it. I remember the lads celebrating it in, in, in like after they had been awarded, it. and mm. I was like, "This is fucking mental." You know, so it's from then on in, money changed the game. Money has changed the game, actually. No, I'd like to answer this question without being like six or seven points deep. So we, we well, could answer only it three or four. Adam. I mean, <laughs> I, I had a fucking Carlsberg at the match. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, German, have you got an answer? <laughs> we, we've, we've teed you up here, like, so you really need a good answer. I, I was going to say sponsorship. Because uh, football, soccer, I would call it, but football probably wouldn't be... Get him out of here. Where it is today without sponsorship, but I think it's moved very far away from playing at grassroots because yeah. of sponsorship. Oh, yeah. I agree. So, I think I think even as far back as oh, no, like I agree, point I think. with the Premier League, like a lot of football fans now don't know that football existed before Sky Sports and before the Premier League, and it, it, the games changed. Like you even go as far as like the Russian zone in Chelsea and like Man City being owned by a state and stuff like that. It's, that's all down to what he's saying. So I do agree with him. Well, yeah, like I think uh, sponsorship is a big thing, and like it, <laughs> I didn't know that I had to work on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, we just talking into space. Adidas controlling the sponsorship of the World Cups and kind of like again, it's just like just another thing of like money and corruption kind of coming into the sport. Like I think it's just another aspect of that. So yeah, massive part of it. And yeah, I suppose Kieran, that's the podcast that was a podcast. A podcast, Kieran, for what it's worth, started with myself, yourself, former Premier League referee. <laughs> right, hello, welcome to the Sexy Smith of the Only Fans Football Podcast, Kieran. We're joined by Ian and Ronan. 
Kieran, Liverpool won, Arsenal won. Fuck, I nearly got it wrong. Uh, good game of football. This is the Easter egg, Adam. Oh, oh. We're, we're big elves, what the fuck? Free from this, uh, Ian, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Uh, Leeds won 4-0. Um, the Liverpool game took a few years We're not talking about Leeds United at the moment. We're, we're talking clear. about Liverpool won. Four, Leeds Arsenal four. won. Ipswich nil. Liverpool, Arsenal, um, very overrated. Two teams, very, very overrated. Um, when you take, you know, when you take, you, you compare, you compare the Leeds team, or not the Leeds, <laughs> the Premier League teams um, from now, comparison to a couple of years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago. So now it's just really. There's over. a fella in a Wigan jersey over there. I'm sorry, I just saw him. Um, Leeds are fucking scrap, man. They beat Ipswich 4-0 today. Kieran McKenna in, in charge of Ipswich. Um, Ronan, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Hello, it's a pleasure to be on. First of all, I want to say Black Lives Matter. And I want to say thank Black you. Black Lives do matter, of course. I want to say thank you to the NHS. Arsenal, you're an absolute disgrace. I hope you get relegated. It's every year. It's I did, hard I, to go. I did not know we were going on an Arsenal monologue, but here we are. Uh, Miguel's it's Christmas Eve and we, Eve. And we all hate Neil Mopay. We all hate. <laughs> well, we actually do. To be fair, we actually I love do. Neil Mopay. Sexism, racism. Um, Arsenal were so lucky tonight. They were fucking so lucky. Uh, Liverpool win the league. I don't give a fuck. I've said it. Uh, you're wrong, Adam. Uh, you also predicted three one to Liverpool. I did. I did. I was close. Closer than you. You predicted. Kieran's laughing. Kieran's laughing. He's gargled. It's Christmas, baby. It's Christmas. This, this is, this is ending right now. Curtis Jones is the terrorist of the game. <laughs> I don't. I suppose we just ended on this note, Kieran. We lost. I say we lost. The football world lost. Jean Luca Vialli. You know, we had a very polished career with the likes of Sampdoria, Cremonense, Juventus. He won Champions League. Chelsea. He won a couple of trophies with Chelsea. He was the player, player manager there as well. And he, he done really well with, with Italy as well, of course. He won the Euros as the assistant manager with his best friend, Roberto uh, Mancini. But we'll, we'll just end on something that he said before. It was in his Netflix series, Una Samplica, Damanda, um, which we do advise to check out. But one of the things he said was, it was about the kind of key to happiness. And he said, listen more, talk less, improve yourself every day, laugh often, and help others, in my opinion. This is the secret to happiness. I realise that it's not worth it anymore to waste time and do stupid things. Do things you like and that you are passionate about. There is no time for anything else. And I am, yeah, rest in peace to Gianluca Vialli. Um, He very much will be missed in the football world. But yeah, we'll leave it there, so girl.